Hello and welcome to Business Without with me, Dominic Frisby, and Ori Clark is one of the only, if not the only, firm in the the UK that specialises in legal and accountancy work. And one of its partners is Andy Ori, who's sitting opposite me now. And Andy believes the firm has so many interesting and varied clients doing such different and interesting things. And he wanted to find a way of sharing uh, these things with a wider audience. And that way is this podcast. So Andy, uh, welcome back as always. And who have we, who have we got on the show today? Uh, thank you, Dominic. Excellent introduction. Particularly liked it. Uh, uh, One of my better Mike- ones. Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we have Michael Spanos today, who is a uh, a, a, a impressive man in in his uh, range of achievements, but. Uh, his passion would be sustainability these days. He is a ambassador for sustainability, uh, CEO of Global Sustain, uh, a key change maker in the organisation, um, and he also likes the odd Iron Man along with my uh, my dear brother, uh, which is uh, something I'm less keen on doing. But sustainability is is is, is your, I guess your mantra, as it were. Um, so yeah, there we go. So why don't we start off? Why don't you define for us, Michael? What is sustainability exactly, and why do we need it? Yeah, first of all, congratulations on this initiative. It's a real honor and pleasure uh, being here. I think it's uh, it gives me like a, a first pass to define sustainability. That's exactly what you do right now: creating shared value. Okay, for for your clients, for your stakeholders, for your partners. Sustainability is uh, all about uh, being responsible for other bottom lines other than your accounting bottom line. So instead of... An accounting bottom line, you mean profit? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's all about making profit. The but triple bottom line and all that's right. Sort of- that's right. How do you also... Uh, are accountable in terms of your environmental profit and loss and your social profit and loss. And I think I think it's something that um, it, there's a feeling that we need it, I guess, because there's a general view amongst the public that businesses are evil or they're bad things because you get businesses that do do bad things. And there's this sort of development too that you could make money out of sustainability that that, that customers will, will, will yeah. you know, choose companies due to their actions on a holistic basis. It's, it's, it's a risk, but it's also an opportunity. Okay. And two sides of the same coin. And it, the, the, the consumers uh, are now uh, more sensitive to things like human rights, like uh, safety of products, like uh, uh, governance issues, like who's running the company, how uh, are the, the rights of the employees and all the environmental impact, you know. So they want this information and they want it to be readable and to their uh, hands available whenever they need. So you can go to a supermarket and and just uh, scan through a product and you can see all the supply chain going back to third world countries. Is that, that what produce. you think they want to be able to pick up the you know, back yeah, of the yeah, potatoes they, they on the wall and it, it, it's a, but that would be an enormous panel on the back of sort of information and things. Is that a yes, world but, you... N- yes, but now with modern technology like blockchain yeah. or Internet of Things, you can actually have this information. 
I kind of rely, I always have relied, uh, and maybe more people do, on the sort of the geeks amongst my friends. Well, the people more ethical than me, I think, is the sort of, you know, there'll be some friends will go into this stuff in enormous detail and sort of tell me who you should. I feel for this general consumer, it's a sort of, um, what is it? There's an outsourcing of guilt, isn't there? A sort of, you know, I want to buy this thing, I want to do this thing, so I'll pick the company that, you know, apparently yeah. is. People, people who want to contribute, so you're giving them another way, another means of contribution. People to, want to contribute. Yeah. So to society. You mean? Yes, and the social cause. So, for example, there's a there's a there's a water. There's a brand of water that donates uh, cents for every bottle sold, and uh, so they can uh, build communities in in Africa and and help children uh, help have a proper education. You know, so the, doesn't the, every brand of water do that? I rather get the feeling every time I see a so, bottle yeah. of water, it's it's trying to offset its plastic footprint. You know, yeah. So, bottle of water is a sort of a, a great example of something that's a health. It's like a health thing. It's like this good thing, bottled water, but it's actually like the most wrong thing we do: bottle water and ship it from all around the world when we invent. Yeah, but now there are some brands that are coming out with bottles that are produced for from. Uh, products that follow circular economy okay. characteristics. Okay. Do you think we can re- rely? You know, if you see a stamp, you feel you can rely on yeah, these yeah. states. There, yeah. there are labels. There are labels that are pretty trustworthy out there. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and we're, talk, we're not talking about greenwashing. Okay. You know, you're familiar with the term. Yeah, greenwashing. It's yeah. a sort of um, tra- trying to act like you're greener than you yeah, are. You're not. Yeah, you're doing because sustainability. Things. I think as an industry, amazingly, it's incredibly young. In the way, in the shape it is now, Not it's really. always been there. Well, but the definition has been thirty years around. But uh, more lately, has become a strategic issue for companies. It's a driver for growth and and competitive advantage and 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 product differentiation. To be honest, and risk management also. That's that's how I I, I came into the business. You know, as as a, as a means of uh, measuring operational risk. Yeah, what? Tell that story. You 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 started this because it was a sort of. There was a gap, really. There was a, a gulf in... Yeah, and 14 years ago, there wasn't any marketplace where we can actually find information about this uh, issue. So we created uh, a database and a, uh, and a portal, uh, actually, to uh, disseminate information to interested parties on corporate responsibility and sustainability issues. So we are a member-driven organization, actually. At least that's how we started, like 14 years ago. But over time, we developed also uh, other uh, business lines and activities like advisory and events. So we can offer uh, diverse... Uh, do, you, do you have a port bad opinion? I mean, of companies that companies that are not publicizing or doing all this information and stuff, do you think that they... They're, they're missing out. They're, they're, they're missing out. Is yes, the way to see because it. uh, it's not like... Okay, I did something good. I don't want to publicize that. I want to overstate, but uh, you need to disclose that information. Actually, it's the law now. You know, there's uh, in, in Europe, mm. there's a uh, there's a European for large companies. Type, yeah, yeah, for large, large companies have a requirement. I'm a, I'm a sort of. I would describe myself as a sort of not quite a lazy consumer, but sort of moderately lazy. But I think I. You know, I, I'm always pretty interested in the provenance of goods, and. And you know, particularly, I can remember when, um, you know, in the in the nineteen probably would have been in the early nineteen eighties, going around the supermarket with my mother, and we would look at you know fruit, and it would say where where it had come from, and we would we would avoid South African fruit, for example. 
And, you know, that's probably pretty unfair of on the, whoever that particular farmer was producing that fruit because, you know, that, that particular salesman might not have um, been mm. in favour of a You might be harming the wrong people. Yeah, basically. but nevertheless, we would still, you know, right, I'm not buying that one, that's South African. No, that uh, has changed. Yeah. We but, want to support local communities in South Africa. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But I'm talking about the reason we were against South Africa then was apartheid. apartheid yeah. Yeah. And so okay, you so. do look at you do look at things. I mean, that's pretty basic country and judging a and you know No, but actually I think that's about the level and, most of us are at. Yeah, but I mean if you could see on on a uh, you know, you, you described how blockchain would be used and you could see that, you know, this coffee was grown in Kenya, but it had come through wherever and it was processed here. And, you know, you could see all the journey that this, or even, you know, like a game, you just, you buy a board game and you see made in China and that's about all you see. But if you could see the, 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 the probability is, you know, you take an iPhone, for example, and it's manufactured all over the world, the different parts. But, uh, you know, I, I think that that information is, 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 is very interesting to mm. see and a lot of consumers would be, but would be glad the, of that. It's yeah. the confusion of information. It's like, you know, they've, they've published recently that actually you are better buying some fruit that's shipped from air freight because the local stuff, I can't even remember, but it was just like, oh, I mean, it's so confusing to know what to do. It's like there was a point uh, yeah. I was recycling yeah, the and then science, there was a point yeah. they suddenly went, oh, no, don't recycle. And it was all getting sent to China anyway and... Uh, yeah, it gets it gets sent to China and dumped in a landfill. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, what was the I point mean, of that? Yeah, yeah, you know, they say the recycling the and the footprint of products shipped from China to to UK for you to consume them. Yes, so I mean, support local communities. Support local communities. Yeah, but not all. That's the, I think that's what Andy's saying. Sometimes there has it's been shown that that actually the the you know, buying it locally is not the most efficient way I remember to buy it. why. Greenhouses. So the mm. stuff bought in the UK uses greenhouses, uses all this electrical power. No, you're better to buy it from somewhere that's naturally sunny. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this level of knowledge, and maybe this is all part of the journey, it's like the level of knowledge that a consumer has to have and, and when you're talking about where the law is, the law is for large companies. We're not even really talking about consumers. We're talking about investors almost, you know, people looking at large businesses. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because now an investor is not uh, interested only on your financial statements. They need to see also the so-called ESG issues, E for environment, S for social and G for governance. And they actually rate this cap this. Uh, uh, metrics, you know, they have uh, analysts uh, going through the companies and taking interviews and filling in questionnaires about uh, your corporate governance practices and your environmental performance and your social standards. They're very interested in what they call social license to operate. So Social you, license to operate. Yeah, yeah. These terms are, are, are very trending now. So if you go to uh, regions of the world that experience um, infringements of human rights, for example, uh, you have serious issues uh, when you're dealing with uh, local suppliers there. So you need to make sure that uh, you operate a responsible supply chain uh, when you uh, where you are like uh, upholding the, the the human rights, where you provide health and safety, minimum health and safety standards to employees. And uh, you, you, you're also dealing fairly with uh, the natural resources of the uh, of the countries there of operation. I think one of the things that struck me when we we chatted last, Michael, is this is a breadth of sustainability as a word. Like, I think everyone's natural reaction is like, "Oh, you mean recycling and electricity?" Whereas it seems to yeah. be its no, breadth it's... is 
sustainable humanity. I mean, I think that's sort of what it is, isn't it? It's sort of that whatever you're doing, you can keep doing. You know, the one that really started blowing my mind is, you know, that you look at big companies and how much, what's their um, employee turnover? How do they mm -hmm. reduce their employee turnover? Now, mm -hmm. I find that pretty confusing as an employer because it's like, well, you know, I just pay everyone more, but then I'm stuck with everybody. And now I can't, no one will ever leave because they'll never be paid as much as I've paid them. So that's not, you know, in itself, chasing employees, employee turnover numbers and getting them down to zero. That's not a good idea. So they're very complicated subjects, you know. Yeah, so sustainability is not only environmental sustainability, right? You, you need to address three or even four pillars, which is the not only the environment, but also the social part, the governance part, but also the marketplace. You need to market responsibly your products. What? Why? What does that mean? And what is market responsibility? Is Coca-Cola market responsibility? It's got us all drinking this stuff that's bad for us, apparently, you know. That doesn't seem very responsible, but probably they've got a, you know, they would, they would say we're responsible... <laughs> What does that mean? Not lie? Focus on the material issues. What do you mean material? Material is the issues that are of great interest to the company itself, but also to the stakeholders. Because I wonder whether so, it should be just to start with environmental, though. I wonder yeah. whether, you know, we should just start saying, I'm fucking worried about the environment. Let's start with environmental sustainability, you know. If you were, like, yeah, that's, that's you the could most use dodgy one. marketing to achieve environmental sustainability, that would be a positive achievement. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like... Yeah, but how about if we focus to the commonly accepted crucial issues like climate change, for example, mm. and then we need all need to act towards uh, implementing measures and policies. like Because that's what makes a lot of sense to me. We go, climate change is a fucking enormous problem. Oh my God, what are we going to do about it? Right, let's require companies to take climate change very seriously within everything they do. First, let's talk about governments. Okay. Right, to the higher level. Yes. Because you still have governments, governments in the world that they don't support the, the the argument that there is a climate change going on. Yes. Check the United States, for example. They pull out from the Paris Agreement, oh, which is now... nonsense. Yeah, so, and China also. It's you a know, bad the, deal for America. Yeah, because it's an environmental issue. Well, no, it no. was never supposed to be, oh, this is excellent news, this environmental problem, and we're going to make a fortune. Well done. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, God. I mean, but you're right. You've got, okay, so actually, that's very true. You're an ambassador for it. So your fundamental starting place is there's, there's major governments, <clears throat> US, that are just kind of like going. So going beyond the United States, we have an agenda. We have an agenda for mankind, which is the UN has put together an agenda. It's called the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So there are 17 concrete goals that have 169 targets. Does that not sound too... too is that right to be that complicated? I no, mean, it's that... not complicated at, well, uh, at all. It's very simple. 17 goals like poverty, like climate okay. change, like uh, circular economy, like uh, equal opportunities, like uh, health, good health, you know. Uh, so like systems and institutions and collaboration. So that's... Do they prioritize these 17? Some are more... No, no, no. But well, they, you can prioritize the SDGs according to regions of the world. For example, there are other issues in this part of the world than in Africa or in sub-Saharan areas or in China, for example, right? So the governments now have all pledged to adopt these sustainable development goals and 
have uh, policies and strategies in place and incentives for corporations, but also for individuals like people, you and me. Do you not think, I mean, back in the day when Britain first industrialized, the people like the Cadbury's became, you know, uh, famous or, you know, Warburton's, these various families, and they worked out that they, they got bet, they got more production if they built nice communities with education and whatever and had all their workers in one place and, and these sort of came some of these sort of early areas so does is it not a natural it's not just a natural market force I, I it's a slightly ridiculous question but if you took what had been happening before it had there been natural market forces which have kept things sustainable or really we've just been these big companies are really chasing profit they've been exploiting the crap out of people yeah so, so the, the the big issue now is globalization okay? okay and how this affects global supply chains and the use of natural resources okay, okay? so when you talk about now industrialization in uk 15 20 30 years ago it's a totally different thing with today yeah because they're finding natural resources that we need to take care of And we need to sustain these resources for the next generations. So what do we do when I read about the Amazon? This year has been the highest ever, 10,000 square uh, miles chopped down and the square kilometers chopped down the president's. So Brazil's another country where the, the government are basically, because he got into power saying, I'm going to exploit the Amazon. People went, brilliant idea. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> yeah. Why has nobody thought of doing and that And that's before? a very interesting example because you have this national international debate. From a national point of view, they say, well, fucking right, it's our asset. We're going to chop all the wood down it, and make a fortune. It's not your asset. Whereas the international it's, community are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't right. do that. But we've done that to Britain and, you know, long ago, you know, wiped out the bears and the wolves with it, you know. So hmm. it, it, it's the same problem, isn't it? That You know, the sort of the China aspect, isn't it? They started copying our ways. And actually, <clears> I remember going to China when I was 14, 13 years old. And I mean, it was so, it was bicycles. They ate, they ate all eight chalk ices on the corner in the evening. They get their deck chairs out. I mean, it was incredibly sustainable place, actually. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was, they would reuse everything, you know, and there's, there's an irony within that, you know, it's like India, you go and they go through the rubbish and nothing gets wasted. And, you know, and, and, and this sort of, They're signing up to this sort of way of life that we're, I know this is a common argument, but we're shifting so much and we haven't, we're having a real problem to try and tell these people what to do because we're like, well, we've gone down that road and it was the wrong road. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. And it's like, well, at the same time, you're shoving materialism and capitalism down my yeah. neck. You've so. got a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I want a fridge. I want a fridge. Yeah. yeah. Simple as that. I mean, this is, you know, you can get sort of lost in it, but. It, it, it's such an enormous topic. Do you do you feel that you know? And it's great that organisations you're around like banging the drum and really trying to make a difference and trying to you know you communicate with me, you know, or everyone around and say, come on, think about it. But to me, there's almost this yeah, this part is such a complicated subject. It's just like it's I don't know how digestible it is. You make it very digestible when I talk to you, but it doesn't stop the fact that. You know, there's so many focuses, 17 focuses, you know, and yeah. I'm a, and, and so, you know, how do, how, the, do, how does anyone deal with that who's not a large business? It becomes mm. such a sort of, um, Andy, now the companies, the first thing they want, they need to define is their purpose, right? We're talking about purpose driven companies. Ah, okay. Stop. That isn't making money. Well, it is making money, but for a purpose. 
and to serve something right. in the long term, as you said before, because you're for the long term, and trying to create this value for your stakeholders, not only your shareholders. Yeah, your yeah. stakeholders, the, bro- the okay. broader sense. So when you're like drafting your strategy now, if you're like a small company, big company, doesn't matter, you need to identify these stakeholders. Who are they? What do they expect from you? So this uh, guy in Brazil that's trying to chop down the Amazon, who are the stakeholders of the Amazon? Okay. Hmm. And this is, not, this is not a national asset. This is like a, a natural heritage, you know, and it affects the, the deforestation in the Amazon affects thousands of stakeholders. What happens if UNICEF come in and is it UNICEF and say this is um, uh, an outstanding natural, uh, what do they call it? Yeah, UNICEF. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, Italy's no. got more than anyone else, you know, yeah. um, uh, places yeah. of... Or UNESCO. UNESCO. UNESCO, yeah, yeah. If they do natural that, can heritage, that, will that yeah. stop the Brazil chopping it down? Yeah, I, I mean, the Amazon is uh, identified and recognized as a global natural resource. So they shouldn't maybe, I mean... Uh, they maybe you're saying a- you're saying who has the final say? Yeah, because apparently the same happened in you're America. Saying, you, what you're describing is uh, ideally, mm-hmm. you know, people, the world, the international young, community, the, the international community. Uh, but if it's in Brazil, yeah. you know, legally, it's in Brazil, so it's up to Brazil what he wants, what's it, what he wants to do with it, and that's the problem. You're, you, you're talking about practical stuff, whereas. Um, you, Michael, you, 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 yeah. Well, Michael is talking about a more ideal. Um, no, I, I'm talking about corporates and organizations, and even multilateral development banks that are operating in the regions. They also have like they call it performance requirements in terms of if they want to invest in that region uh, for like sustainability projects. I quite like the theory of saying what's the purpose because the trouble with going about trying to have some rule book as a stick that we hit people with and stuff is it will never really get to the problem. I I do like the idea that someone fundamentally the way set out doing something has got to do something for a reason which makes sense. Opening that conversation up, I find it fascinating when you're trying to open it up and and probably it's my inner ability to know the subject really well like the, the the skill that perhaps therefore you need you need to step in yeah and and look at someone and say okay you know look, uh, you yeah. need to do something about that you need to do something because i i think i Adi, sort of bother as you're you're a financial accountant okay right. there are carbon accountants carbon there. accountants are there you know there, there there are people out there that they do projections on your financial statements for the next 5, 10 to 15 years based on carbon taxes and other environmental liabilities. Who, who pays, who pays, how do they make money? Who pays for that? What do you mean? The, the companies? The, 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 no, like if I'm a carbon like, accountant, uh, 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 <laughs> like who's going to hire me to be a carbon accountant? Co- companies that they know these environmental liabilities. The will, bigger companies. Will, will, the will bigger companies. So, I yeah. mean, let's, so, be, let's get the they, context. They big companies it? have to now, you know, 7,000 or something across Europe, but the big companies have got to put in their Annual report. Hey, do you know? Do you know the company Kering? Kering, the uh, sounds Irish. Is it Irish? No, it's French. And they, they own Puma. They own Gucci. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, no. so the the environmental the environmental liability for Puma only. You know the clothing. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 150 million a year. Euro. 150 million dollars. Euro. It's the same, more or less the same. Okay, yeah. euros, yeah. And, and it's in that it's registered as as a shadow liability in the financial statements. So and who's that liability to? It's the ability of the company, the company 
towards the company a regulator or someone that in the long term or some point in time may request that. Jacob Fugger was uh, a German in the time of the Holy Roman Emperor and he's generally regarded to be the richest man in all history. And he made his he made part of his money through mining <laughs> and he took control of Spain and he took control of all the mines in Austria and Hungary and basically, and then controlled all the gold and the copper mines and then um, built up the um, uh, goldsmiths who, who forged all the coins. So effectively he controlled the money supply. But the way he made his big money and he made it together with the Pope was selling absolution. And he said, if you pay me, the X amount of money, or you give this amount of money to the to the Pope, you will get absolution from your sins, and you will you will no longer be guilty. You won't burn in and hell, and you won't burn in hell. And and that's how um, much of the Vatican was built. Oh, really? Wow. When, when, when was that? Uh, I'm going to say 14 or 1500s. Okay. Now and the Pope is different. Sorry, the Pope is different now. The Pope now is. You know, is an advocate for sustainability. You sure, know. sure. But, but this wicked, was man. what I'm saying is, is people were, you know, they were buying off their guilt. Mm. Wow. And I'm, and I think the same dynamic is at play here. When you've but got maybe, when, maybe, when Cuba well, is doing all these things then, to like absolve you, you, itself. You, you, from, you, you're worrying about nonsense and giving money for nonsense and you know all of that. But I mean, it's okay if these days you're doing something, isn't it? It's okay if you look at your business and you say, well, the truth is, if we keep doing what we're doing, we're gonna cause yeah. these impacts yeah. and that you know the reality and we and it's driven by the consumer an awful lot of this is driven by the fact that we want things cheap and i mean we've been living in this golden age i've grown up through it for 40 years everything keeps getting cheaper every year you know i remember being 10 and technology was fucking expensive it was like you know it was such a big deal and now it's like I mean, I don't know and that's and that one of the, the the problems they've had you know is that everything just keeps going down so so something's got to give, hasn't it? You know, uh, someone is losing out. You know, these these sort of these movement to the globalized economy that we've done. How, no, how long term can, term can we no, can we end up? Assumes in a, it's a zero sum game, and it's not. Everybody no, but gains long term, can we have a thing that there's a country that work for fuck all, producing stuff, and we buy it cheap in a rich country? Is that is that sustainable? Because that's sort of the fu the fundamental sustainability globally, other than we're, we're screwing up the environment, is that some people live in much shitter conditions than their customers. Yeah, yeah so but that's conditions one of the are course. improving all the time. They're you know, worse. If you look at, no, they're not. They're improving. Everyone's more. There are fewer and fewer people in the below the poverty line. Uh, living standards well, are improving so around the, the world. So the wealth is is moving along. So it's sustainable, is it? That no, we it's it's not there yet. So when we look back. Um, like uh, 20 years ago, when we had the Millennium Development Goals, uh, up till then there's been some progress, as Dominic is saying, but it's not enough. So one of the goals is reducing inequalities, which still prevail in many parts of the world. So we need actually to reshuffle wealth and uh, create companies that serve this purpose more. So actually the Sustainable Development Goals create business opportunities. Yeah. I'll tell you an example. Siemens, right? The German company. Siemens, yeah. Yeah, has estimated that the market for circular economy in third world countries is five trillion US dollars. Who's so, going to serve this market? So the Their market so, so it's, for What's the circular economy? Yeah, circular economy is that when you're closing the loop, for example, you wear this nice hat, Andy, and mm. after a while you get rid of it and you're going to throw it away. 
But no, this may serve to another product line. So okay, we can put it back to, stuff. you don't know, we, we, we make something totally different out of it. Make a cloth for Dominic, for example, or shoes or whatever. So you, you're closing the loop and you put that back into the production line. So nothing goes to waste, nothing goes to landfill. And it's going back uh, again into the economy. So it's not linear, the economy, you know, produce, use, waste, but we're putting back into the... It is chain. crazy the way that we've, 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 we're okay yeah, we with could, waste. And, and we're it's, consuming, I mean, it's, yeah. It, one use disposable things was something I was indoctrinated in the 80s was a good thing. And now I just find it the most bizarre thing that we would make. And I was in Italy trying to eat ice cream. And every time you try a flavor, they give you one of those plastic sticks, you know, and what annoyed me about it is there's a very simple recyclable use, which is just use wood, just mm-hmm. use a little, and it's got these sticks and they're fucking everywhere in this town. I mean, they're every bin. And every time I wanted to try another one, I was like, no, no, use the same one. And they were like, no, no, no. Cause you licked it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's so annoying. And I was like, okay, well I've got two now. So we'll just use these two. So you get it. And then I claw it off and then I lick this one. And they were like, yeah, but you're still transferring the saliva. And I'm like, Oh, for fuck's sake, you know, did, why did, well, you know, the craziness that we've got up to as, mm. as, as a group of, is now, it convenience? No, this, is, that's, is, this it... is changing now, Andy. Uh, I come from a very beautiful place called Greece. And oh, yeah, we have uh, 3,000, yeah, yeah, we have 3,000 islands there. There are parts of this island, there are islands that you cannot go with plastic. There's oh, no plastic it's, there. it's not allowed. Yeah, plastic-free islands. So plastic-free economies. Plastic is a big thing now. There's a war on plastics from the European Commission now. And Do we think we we got David Attenborough to thank for that? I mean, <laughs> to some extent, he yeah. seemed to have he seemed to have sort of suddenly got us to feel sure. it. Yeah. Whereas some reason before, and this this must be your frustration, is that you know. I guess it's just so fucking hard to turn a profit. So most businesses are so like trying to make a profit. They're everyone, you know, whether they're trying to get rich, but they're trying to get to a place of stability where in business, in many ways, most of the time that doesn't what happen. Most of the time businesses fight every year to stay alive and make a buck, you know? Mm-hmm. And so compliance keeps coming along as this subject that is just, you know, we, we were talking about the other yeah. day, but compliance has a good chance of wrecking the banks and destroying them, you know. So compliance is this thing for business that it's just like, man, I'm just trying to get there. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to make a few quid, you know, and last year was tough and this year's tough, you know. I mean, we have no problem when the company's big and rich and it's Siemens and whatever that we say, right, you should do it all properly. Yeah, so... Companies do it because they want to give something back to society. They want to preserve the environment. But when regulation is in place, things move faster. Okay. And especially in this market, because you're going to do We need We yes. need regulation in the UK, do you think? Yeah. We haven't it, got enough. Rule of yeah. law. In, yeah, in, in, in Europe generally. So there's One thing like we're a, short of in the UK is regulation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but that's an interesting cultural point that you think the British, we, we respond to rules, do we? We quite like rules. Yeah. Stand in line. Oh, this, that queuing that. thing is, oh my God. It's is that hilarious? hilarious. But yeah, it works yeah. as a yeah. system. I have yeah. to defend. I get so upset when I go to countries that don't understand it. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? You know? It's like. So, so there, there's, a big, there's a big initiative now in Europe. It's called the Sustainable Finance. Are we falling outside of this with the Brexit? I don't think you avoid that. Sustainable finance. Yeah, so everything will be financed based on a sustainable way. So the European Commission has come up with a number and it's 180 billion euro per year 
to finance the Paris Agreement and the Sustainable Development Goals. Even though America have left, the Paris Agreement is not going to carry America. America doesn't body. care about, uh, Europe doesn't care about the United States, doesn't care about the UK, cares about Europe. So mm. they say that for us, 27, 28 member states, 26, we need 180 billion a year. So we're going to finance whatever's got to do with these goals. And I who's going to pay for that? Well, that's a good thing. So they have we have the structural structural funds, but they want to mobilize capital from the private sector. So now they put regulation to the asset managers to report on responsible investments they do. Go and put your money into a green bond. Go and put your money into a wind farm. Go and build a hydro plant. Go and build and do impact investing in local communities. You see what I'm saying? So instead of like uh, doing whatever you want, you can still pick your assets and where you invest, but make sure they also have sustainable characteristics and report back because we want to see what's the progress. Mm. Um, so tell me, what does your company actually do? Do you you go around? Are you the regulator or are you the uh, no? So we, what do you are you a, do you give other people marks according to how sustainable they are? What, how does it work? Seven out of ten. So we we have uh, first of all we have a membership scheme. So we charge some basic annual fees to provide communication, training, and uh, support at networking to, to to our members. We have like 400 members. Uh, we operate. Would a company be a member or an individual? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, a company or a non-profit, okay. or, or an institution. Okay. Could be, could be, could be a member. We we don't uh, work with individuals. So individuals actually can go to our website and look for information. It's open source and open free, open to everyone. Uh, and um, that's mostly 50% of our business, and the other 50% is we we provide advisory services, mainly to corporates. At corporations, so how can they be more responsible? How can they adopt sustainability practices and strategies? But we also offer services to investors. Uh, so we're actually turning the investors from mainstream to responsible investors because they they also want to know how they can incorporate environmental, social, and governance issues into their investment decision-making processes, you know? Mm. Is that impact investing? That That's part of it. So yeah. the, the, the big difference with impact investing is that you don't care so much about returns. So, mm. the, so the, the argument that we have here is that responsible investment actually generates alpha. I mean, it generates returns, right? But impact investing, when you go and build schools in South Africa, you don't care for the returns so much. Mm. You care, of course, not to lose your money, but if you're okay with 0.5 and 1%, that's okay. We've got time for one last question, mm. and I'm going to ask it. Oh. Okay. In the last 10 years, what is the most positive development in terms of sustainability? Hmm. Well, in the last 14 years, the answer is... <laughs> well, let's say the last 14 years or the, you know, the last, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. century. What's the most... Like, what I'm asking is, what's the most positive recent development? What's really good that's going on? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, there have been many good things. I would say that it's... This, this proliferation of initiatives and frameworks and regulations and uh, uh, self-market-driven, you know, uh, groups that uh, they, they all speak about sustainability. So 
I believe that the most important thing is that sustainability has been put in the board agenda. Okay, it's not something that's people aren't laughing at it. And, yeah, and that's the, 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 the marketing and communication department is dealing with it. It, it uh, in big companies, it's across the board and is becoming mm. a serious material issue. And we we also have a, have, a, have a global agenda now that we can focus on. Okay, uh, what do you think of extinct? Do you have extinction rebellion on the continent, or is that just an English? What is that? Oh, okay, answers oh, well, that one. It's it's basically a rave in London that uh, <laughs> that is in the street during the day about it's a, the environment. It's a campaign group, but they resorted to very. You know, they were doing things like gluing themselves to the pavement and, That's and doing stupid dances and holding up traffic and, you know, to save the environment. And once they started messing with the tube, London got pissed, yeah. basically. Don't mess with the tube, you know, if, don't make me late. But to be fair, they're, they're a, what are they called? An action, act, you're an action act, group. Active, yeah. Yeah, when well, you activists. go out and you're activists. 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 They're an yeah, activist yeah. group to, to really try and bang the table like and wait. The it was started in Australia, I think. It started it, in uh, Australia originally yeah. and, and Britain was uh, soon to follow sort of thing. Um, yeah, what, what do you think of activism, I guess, you know, <laughs> within uh, the sustain, sustainability yeah. subject? So I'm going to take about, I'm going to talk about... He wants more regulation in activism. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it is... You can't use that type of <laughs> yeah, but they, they, They're calling for <laughs> regulation. The activists have to be regulated. Well, I, I gotta be honest, I'm going to tell you that the, the, the Europeans have regulated almost everything in sustainability. Well, it's, it's what, you know... So it, I, I'm going to tell you about shareholder activism. Ooh. Well, okay, you know, strapping, super gluing yourself to the desk and saying, yeah. I'm so, not leaving. I'm a shareholder to your company. Mm -hmm. And I can say that, hey, Andy, you are the chairman and the CEO of the company. I can see some conflict of interest there. Mm. And I can send you an email and you say, screw yourself, I'm not dealing with that. Oh, all right. I'm going to send you a formal letter, all right, that it's backed by my management. But then I'm also going to your general shareholders meeting and I can have a proxy voting on the issue. Of course, the very and simple point then, that I could buy one share is that right. thing. Turn up to the AGM, cause chaos. I'm a shareholder. Yep, not well Frodo. But um, that's actually, that's a very powerful part of the system. It actually. is. And people that's called shareholder if you, if you, activism. If you're pissed with a company, and it's a very good point, buy a share, a yep. single share, or if it costs you 20 quid, it costs you 20 quid. And that gives you an absolute right to a load of things, information, attendance mm -hmm. at, at AGM, and your ability to and lean then on you, the company. And, then, and there are collaborative platforms and that actually, now do that. The Extinction the Rebellion would be the better, the extinction yeah. rebellion would be better to become shareholders mm -hmm. of all the companies yeah. and start turning up at the AGMs and fucking yeah, supergluing themselves to the, <laughs> to, I don't know. What and you, the shareholding might go up in value as well. Yeah, Although it wouldn't if they started doing the activist stuff. That's why um, you, as as as, as, a, as an, uh, an advisor to companies on financial and other issues, you need to tell them that they should care about these things and they can have proper policies in place. I think know? the care's there. I think the bit and uh, and uh, you it, see the business case for the you, complexity yeah. of it. So mm. I actually my point earlier in the conversation is I think I. Uh, and maybe this is just me trying to understand and, you know, we've spent some time talking and we're trying to look at our own business and understand it. It's like, I'd almost want to just simple it 
down for some of my clients to like fundamentally it's a bit like this is what pr companies used to do if you get into shit in the press or whatever we need to be able to stand up and say no that's not what we did i've been educating people here i've been doing this you know the classic i I, you know a friend was involved in lucas aid and whatever and then there was this stuff about sugar and kids and all these problems. And so, so you know, they just said, right, start spending millions of pounds on helping young kids with their weight and their But health. But is this material for your business? That's that's the thing you need to ask. Is this material for my... Is, oh, uh, is the problem material? Yeah, that's right. You need to correlate yeah, yeah. this to your own business, right? Yeah. In order to be meaningful. Otherwise, it's going to be like something that done once and then you don't repeat that. Well, I don't think anyone likes writing shit down that's just writing shit down. If you want to use the word like sustainable, you feel that, okay, let's do something. Yeah, do, do, do something that matters, that matters for your stakeholders and your business, of course, right? So you can create that value. And you as a company are in a leading position to do that because you advise hundreds of companies. And thousands. Can, yeah, sorry about that. And, thousands. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Gone up in my esteem by by a single zero. It's <laughs> all um, needed. As we as we close, why don't you tell us just um, how we can find out a bit more about you and your company? Yeah, just visit our website. It's globalsustainedgroup.com uh, where you can find all the information you need. Uh, we also operate a portal for our members. It's uh, globalsustain.org, uh, where you can find anything you want. And uh, we operate in London, in Berlin, in Athens, in Brussels, also with our affiliation company in New York. So we're ready for whatever you need in sustainability space. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you again next time. And make sure you subscribe to the show so you can join Andy Uri and me, Dominic Frisby, for the next episode of Business Without...